Innovate with Adele presents Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show exploring the challenges executive and business owners face in the workplace and how tapping into personal purpose and vision can bring the change most needed now. Adele DeMarco is an executive leadership coach and consultant with 20 years experience, coaching leaders and teams from over 100 organizations. She builds on a background in neuroscience, anthropology, and organizational behavior, and brings her decades of studying and applying the science of universal laws and success. Now, here's your host, Adele DeMarco. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Adele here of Innovate with Adele. Thank you for tuning into Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show about the power that our hearts bring to our everyday lives and especially to our business. So as we do each week, our show has two sections, Yinner Work and the Adele Report. Okay, Our Yinner Work today is about the process of discovering what really matters most to you now and to recognize that getting clear on what matters most to you is a blueprint for you to design your life moving forward given that many things are open for repatterning right now. In the second half of our show, I'll share the Adele Report. Our Adele Report today is on the ways in which businesses are having a change of heart. And I'll show stories from both nationally, the U.S. Business Roundtable, as well as Cleveland's Business Chamber of Commerce, the Greater Cleveland Partnership, and statements they're making about the ways in which business can be leading for good. So diving into our inner work today, as I record this show here in the end of June in the leap year, quantum leap year of 2020, it's been roughly 90 days since we as a nation woke up to the fact that the United States was being impacted by the coronavirus. It was 90 days ago, roughly, that here in Ohio, we began sheltering in place and were called to stay home. And we've been home. Many of us have been home for weeks and months now. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but I'm growing more and more comfortable about being home and working from home. And if you're anything like me, it's really starting to change my perspective. And I believe changing many people's perspective. Now, I'm going to take a pause there with that word perspective. Perspective is actually, in the spirit of innovating, one of the six mental faculties that we use when we lead through our hearts from our creative side. So perspective, perspective. What does that make you think of when you hear the word? You know, I'm admittedly a bit of a word nerd, so I like to think about words. And when I hone in on the word perspective, I focus in on the S-P-E-C-T, SPECT, and it makes me think of spectacles like glasses. It makes me think, when I think about glasses, how we see things. So thinking about how we see things, in what ways has your perspective changed since COVID-19 landed? In what ways are you different than you were 90 days ago? In what ways has your worldview changed? For many of us, our worldview is very different. And for me, and it seems like for many others, 
we've become more clear on what really matters most. Now, what I hear in the conversations I'm having with my clients and just people I'm in relationship with is that they realize how much they're enjoying being home with family. I'm actually leading a strategic planning process right now via Zoom. In fact, that's certainly one of the an example of one of the things that's changed for me. I, if you would have asked me even six months ago if I would be willing to lead strategic planning via Zoom, I would have said, "Heck no!" Just seemed unprofessional and not as powerful as being in person. But hey, like most business people, we learn to adapt or die, right? So. I'm on a Zoom call and we start every planning meeting, a Zoom meeting, with everyone sharing something they're grateful for and something they're proud of. It's one of the ways that we keep a practice, I keep a practice in my consulting practice of priming for positivity because it's scientifically validated to increase our connection to our creative side. And goodness knows, creativity is of the utmost importance now. So as we were doing this check-in, sharing what we're grateful for and proud of, the executive director of this organization shared how grateful she was for the conversation she'd recently had with her son, who now lives in Atlanta, and the ways in which her son, who's an adult, and daughter-in-law and their children are so grateful to be home. Now, her son and daughter-in-law were both busy professionals. In fact, each of them were consultants and oftentimes flying around the country for business. And now they're working from home. They're still working, but working from home and getting to be with their children. And one of their favorite things now in their life is having lunch together as a family. And that just remind me of another friend of mine who's a CEO Um, in a company that's headquartered downtown. And now he comes home, he's going into the office, but he comes home for lunch every day, Monday through Friday. I really see that part of what's happening in our country is we're returning to family. In whatever way you define that we're spending more time at home. And being at home gives us more freedom to focus on what really matters most. So given this is a leadership show, and that given the time that we're in, everyone's called to lead, what really matters most to you as a leader? Now, I've been focused on the practice, if you will, and the art of leadership development for almost 20 years now. It's one of the things I'm most passionate about in the business world is leadership, hence the show. And what I've been talking about and coaching on and training on and consulting on is the importance of leaders to attend to their own self-care. And what I mean by that is getting clear on what really matters most to them. And then being sure to prioritize that in their life. I like to think of this approach as similar to the safety instructions you get when you fly in an airplane. I'm sure if if those of you who are listening have ever flown, you know that at the start, the stewards and stewardesses tell us about the safety features, and they tell us that in the event of emergency, the oxygen masks will drop, and it's important to put our own oxygen mask on first before attending to others. Now, I think about this in the same way for leaders. We must get really, really clear on what really matters to us. 
and be sure to attend to that first so that we have the support we need. We're giving it to ourselves so that we can do the challenging work that leadership calls us to do by being in service to others, right? The, the new way of leadership, and this has been emerging for years, being a leader today means less about having people wait on you and be in service to you and more, as been, has, has been noted for decades now, of being in service to others. Servant leadership, as it's named by so many. So as a servant leader, leader it's important to attend to self-care so that you have the stamina, the strength, and the clarity to serve in the way, the highest way you're called to serve. And self-care is an utmost priority for that. Now, self-care isn't about being selfish. I totally get that it's seen that way at times. And it's important as leaders that we pay attention and stay clear on that to to assure that we don't cross the line of being selfish or self-centered. But self-care is essential. And I'll say it again, self-care in this context, in the leadership context, involves getting clear on what really matters most. So for many of us right now, what really matters most is family. And there are many kinds of family right there. There's, and depending on how you define family, and that may be a really important question because whether you are single or have lived with several other people, extended relatives and children and life partners, family is essential in the human experience. So how is it that you define family? And what is it that you, in this time of reflection over the past 90 days, have learned about what really matters most? Right? To know that we are truly called to lead is to get clear on that. And here's the good news. That clarity is a blueprint for you to live, a, to design your life around. That clarity is information for you and your vision to live the life that you would absolutely love to live. And the beauty of living in a country where we have the freedom in so many ways to design a life we would absolutely love around what matters most. Right? So what does, what does it look like for you to design your life around that? What matters most to you? Is it family? Is it fun? Is it creativity? Is it being outdoors? The inner work this week is to get clear on what really matters most and make that a priority, right? To design a life around what matters most to you and then to lead through your heart so that it will come true. That's a wrap for our inner work today. Quick trivia question. Given that we are approaching or we are on the weekend of Independence Day and the 4th of July, what is the name of the place where the, quote, shot was fired that was heard around the world happened back in 1775? Was it A, Washington, B, Lexington, C, Boston, or D, Baltimore? Stay tuned and we'll give the answer when we get back along with this week's Adele Report. Day. Sing our message.
If you're a business or organizational leader and would like to learn how to embrace this time of challenge as a time of growth, transformational growth, then call Adele DeMarco, host of Innovate, at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. Adele DeMarco has over 20 years experience coaching, so if you're an executive leader and would like to up-level your leadership and lead from your creative side, engage Adele as your leadership coach. Tap into the power of your heart, the most powerful engine for change. Investing now can help you leverage this time to install a new operating system for your company or your team. Call for a free consultation at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. And check us out on the web at Yinnovate.com. You just gotta ignite the light and let it shine. Just Welcome back to Leading Through Your Heart, the leadership show about the power of leading through your heart in the whole of your life, especially your business. Now, if you're just tuning in, we've been focused on talking about what matters most and how to design your life around it or how it's a blueprint for you to design your life around it. Before the break, I asked a trivia question in the spirit of this Independence Day weekend. And it was, what is the name of the place where, quote, the shot was fired that was heard around the world back in 1775? Was it Washington, Lexington, Boston, or Baltimore? So, Josh, you want to tee us up? If you guessed Lexington, you are correct. Right? It was the famous battles of Lexington and Concord that the first official engagement between Britain and the colonies of the Amer- uh, happened in the American Revolutionary War. So the revolution began. The clash began on April 19th, 1775, when more than 700 British soldiers were given what they thought were secret orders to destroy colonial military supplies in Concord, Massachusetts. That's the other real power spot. In fact, Concord, Massachusetts is still to this day considered an energy center or a vortex, and people from around the world come to visit Concord, Massachusetts, myself included. I actually did a leadership retreat there last um, October, and it was amazing learning about revolutionary thinking. And what a better place to study that than where the Revolutionary War started. So um, as the story goes, back in 1775, thanks to a rather elaborate colonial intelligent network see we were we didn't have the internet back then but they certainly were networking this network this colonial intelligent networks led by the sons of liberty the patriots were aware that their supplies were at risk and they were able to move them to different locations long before the british began to move so that's basically a little bit of um the start of it but the 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 first shots were fired just after the dawn in Lexington, Massachusetts, the morning of April 19th, where the, quote, shot heard round the world was was fired. 
and tuning into our Adele report for today. Now, on the theme of leading through the heart and in the spirit of change, revolutionary change, we'll touch base today on the ways that businesses are having a change of heart, or as I would say, they're innovating and leading through their hearts more and more. Now, I want to just start by sharing why I focus on business for this show and specifically in the the Adele report. You know, the truth of the matter is I love business and I believe in business. And it's one of the things that I love most about the United States is that we are so entrepreneurial and business friendly. And I truly believe that business creates some of some of the highest levels of leadership that our nation and our world have seen. Now, I when I went to business school back in the late 1990s, mid to late 1990s, I actually attended the Weatherhead School of Management at Case Western Reserve University. There was a movement in business academia that was just starting to emerge that was talking about the power of business doing good. Now, since that time, 20 years later, this has grown to be quite a movement about the power of business doing good. In fact, at my alma mater, business school, Case Western Reserve, the Weatherhead School, it actually has a center within the business school called the Fowler Center. It was established in, two, in 2009 with the timely and generous gift from Chuck and Char Fowler of Fairmount Minerals. Um, and they, their donation launched an inquiry into framing the conversation of business as an agent of world benefit initiative, which actually started in 2002. But they, the, thanks to the generous donation of the Fowler family, it led this conversation to a new level of priority, scale, and scope as an interdisciplinary center of excellence. You know, their initial focus was on sustainability, but now it's extended even beyond that and acknowledging that Things like sustainability and social responsibility aren't just the right thing to do, but it is a business innovation engine. Doing good and doing well are totally and mutually reinforcing. So more and more, this notion of business doing good and doing well is becoming a theme. And I would say, given the complexity of what we are facing as a planet, it's really important as well as inspiring that business is making this a priority now given the complexity of where the planet is i should say it's i want to make a point that it's not as if one sector like the business sector has all the answers in fact what i would say and have been involved with actually um, in initiatives that attend to this what is really called for now is a very high level of collaboration and communication amongst our business sector, our government sector, both national and local, and our public health, healthcare, and nonprofits, because each of them has a piece of the pie to solve some of the complex issues we are facing now. I do believe that the business sector has significant answers that can help us rise in these difficult times and manage an uncertainty. 
And one of the things I see that really helps with this is by businesses themselves, the business sector, unifying amongst themselves as players and developing a unified voice. And one of the ways that has happened in the United States is by the emergence, actually back in the 70s, of the business roundtable. And I've mentioned the business roundtable on our show before, but I, I always think it's important to mention them again because there's such a powerful presence of the business community, at least I would say more of the corporate level business community in this country. Now the business roundtable is essentially an association of chief, chief executive officers of America's leading companies and they come together to work on promoting a thriving U.S. economy and expanded opportunity for all Americans through sound public policy, right? So they formed back, like I said, um, in the 70s and have continued to move the needle on many important issues. In fact, just recently, um, you know, they make statements just as of this week, they announced one of their um, public announcements was they they issued a statement following the following the House passage at the government level of H.R. 7120, the George Floyd Justice and Poli- in Policing Act of 2020. Here's their statement goes. The Business Roundtable CEOs representing companies with more than 15 million employees stand with the millions of Americans who want significant policing reform signed into law. Good faith efforts toward reform are being made on both sides of the aisle, with resolution possible only in negotiation between the House and the Senate. Today's important House action moves the process forward. The Business Roundtable urges the Senate to resume efforts to debate Senator Scott's proposals with a goal of passing legislation that can enable negotiations within the House. And they go on to say, we remain steadfast in our commitment to work with both chambers and both parties to enact legislation that will make a meaningful difference in addressing systemic injustices and restoring trust between police and black Americans. And finally, they say the country has a historic opportunity to address longstanding policing issues. The business roundtable will continue to advocate with urgency for significant policing reform and will work with Congress to move bipartisan legislation that can be signed into law. So, again, an example of business having a voice and making a stand and encouraging government action. Another example on a more local level, right, that's on the national level, on a local level, comes from here in Greater Cleveland, where this show is being aired from or is in the market of, through our Greater Cleveland Partnership. So the Greater Cleveland Partnership, or GCP, as it's referred to here locally, is actually the nation's largest metropolitan chamber of commerce with more than 12,000 member organizations. Its board of directors is comprised of more than 80 CEOs, business owners, and top leaders from companies of all sizes in our region. Now, the subject, speaking of business for good, one of the unique things about the Greater Cleveland Partnership as a Chamber of Commerce is it is one of the leaders in the country on issues around equity and inclusion, formerly referred to as minority business ownership. Equity inclusion is 
Equity and inclusion is one of the six major focus areas of the Greater Cleveland Partnership's overall mission. Since 2001, the organization has been working to close racial disparities in jobs, income, and wealth by growing businesses owned by people of color and increasing workforce diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's fueled by the belief that businesses and the region are stronger with greater greater racial equity. Now, as another example of the way in which our business chamber is partnering with local government, just this week on June, I'm sorry, just this month, the Greater Cleveland Partnership Board voted in full support of the of the move by Cleveland City Council to declare racism a public health crisis and to establish a working group to promote racial equity. In a letter to City Council today, the Greater Cleveland Partnership wrote, quote, The Greater Cleveland Partnership Board voted in full support of the move by Cleveland City Council to declare racism a public health crisis and to, distub- and to establish a working group to promote racial equity. We applaud this effort. We live in a caring and compassionate community that for decades has worked to address each individual challenge before it. But we know that there is still a lot of work to be done. Rarely have we named the systemic cause of many of these challenges. It is far past the time to do that. Racism is real and harming people, all people in our community. We have a collective responsibility to facilitate change. The business community has an important role to play, and we, including our Equity and Inclusion Division, plan to be deeply engaged with city leaders in this work. So there we have it. Nationally and locally, our business community taking leadership by naming the ways in which business can lead for good, for positive change in the world. And I have to say, reading this and hearing about our local business chamber, the Greater Cleveland Partnership, is just another reason I'm proud to call myself a Clevelander and call myself feeling at home in Northeast Ohio. So that's a wrap for our show this week. I so appreciate you tuning in and hopefully you got a nugget for yourself. And as you're enjoying the summer, if you're listening to this via radio or enjoying your life wherever you are, if you're listening to it via podcast, I invite you to remember that your heart is your most powerful engine for change. Bye for now. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You got to spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith or pandemonium. Liable to walk upon the scene. To illustrate his last remark Jonah in the whale, Noah in the ark. What did they do? Just when everything looks so dark Man, they said we better accentuate the positive Eliminate the negative Latch on